Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks podcast. As always, I'm Andre Smirnov from tfltruck.com. And this episode is very, very special because I have one of the experts uh, that knows everything about truck suspension systems. And it's, of course, Josh from ZF. And on this show, we're going to be talking about uh, in very much detail, a lot of detail about GM trucks, specifically GMC Sierra. Also, maybe uh, some SUVs from GM, and also maybe a, just a little taste or a hint of what's happening with the new GMC Hummer electric truck. So, Josh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, you're very welcome. I think maybe the title is a little above and beyond. Hopefully, I'm an expert. <laughs> this is a very grand uh, gesture there. So, can I call you the suspension wizard? I mean, as long as it's not in a derogatory sense, I think I'll let you say whatever you like. <laughs> no, but, but Jeff, can you please introduce yourself and kind of talk about the company a little bit? Yeah, so my name is Josh Rodig. I am a calibration engineer with ZF, uh, working on CDC semi-active dampers, or CDC stands for continuous damping control in this, in this case. Um, I've uh, had the opportunity to work on a lot of products at GM um, and excited about tuning dampers and, and ride quality and really think that uh, the semi-active damper has a, has a high potential to, to do a lot of really cool things to, to the end customer. Yeah, so on this episode, I want to learn all about it because I don't think this topic um, gets enough attention, in fact, and suspensions, especially for off-road trucks, is very, very important, obviously. Um, and and so we, we want to define a few things like, you know, exactly what CDC is. Um, you also talked about semi-active, right? You know, I, mm -hmm. I want to kind of dis discuss that, uh, define what it is. And specifically, let's start with the truck that currently uses this, right? Which is the GMC Sierra 1500 Denali. So can you define like, uh, you, you define what CDC is, uh, continuously damping control, but how does it work? So, so CDC, yeah, it's, it's a very cool technology. Um, the, the basis of it is that we like to be able to control the, the, the current that goes to the damper to control the amount of force it generates between a full soft and a full firm character. Um, the way that we vary the current can happen on a very, very fast uh, increment in time. Um, we can talk a little bit about, you know, how fast it, that can happen. Um, we typically say two milliseconds, something in this ballpark. Um, but oftentimes what we find is that the faster we switch, we can actually create problems because the, the damper is switching so fast um, that maybe the body structure can't handle it. So, um, but yeah, back to CDC, it, it's very cool to the customer um, because we can make a vehicle that weighs um, 5,000, 7,000 pounds, drive like a Corvette uh, when we're locking the vehicle down in full firm. And then we can also make it um, ride like a, old school Cadillac where it's, it's, it's uh, very, very comfortable to, to the, to the occupants. So um, the, the end 
user can can really dial in the amount of comfort or the amount of sportiness they want in their in their vehicle. That's very cool. So, um, and it's available, like we said, on the Sierra 1500 Denali. Is it also on the Cadillac Escalade? Do you know? Or what um, Cadillacs? Yeah, so the Cadillac Escalade is actually, uh, it utilizes a competitor's system. Um, okay. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only good things to say. Okay. My- and then um, you said a couple of other Cadillacs are actually using the uh, ZF or ZF system. Yeah, so uh, Cadillac XT4, Cadillac uh, XT5, and Cadillac XT6 all utilize the ZF CDC uh, system. Okay, but those, of course, slightly different use cases, right? I mean, different vehicles. Um, So let's kind of continue with the truck um, theme. And then if we want to touch on some other Cadillac uh, vehicles we can we can kind of yeah that. One, one thing maybe i can can branch out on before we do that uh, maybe as a good segue to this conversation is that cdc is really um it, it's it's adaptable to many different vehicle seg- segments so we have our product on anything ranging from very very heavy trucks like the Sierra denali or we have it all the way down on uh, the buick regal which is a sedan um weighing in the ballpark of 3500 pounds some, something like this so vehicle mass that we can, the wide range of vehicle mass that we can cater to and then really develop the, the vehicle uh, characteristic to is, 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 wide, is quite wide. And it, it kind of speaks volumes to the capability of, of the system. Yeah, and the other reason why I, I think uh, I'm very thankful you're here on the show is because uh, recently in the last months and years, uh, we spent here at TFL Truck, we talked a lot about you know some of the other uh, competitor uh, system, right? For example, the system on the Ford Raptor, uh, which uses quote unquote live, you know, active suspension mm-hmm. or semi-active suspension, as we'll define later. Um, there's also now the Bilstein system on the Ram TRX, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think we we spend enough time about you know talking about GM. So which is why you know which is why I think it's really cool that you're here and can kind of shed some light on this. Um, so if you look at the damper itself, I mean for the truck being the Sierra, how big is it? I mean, what's kind of the dimensions here? I mean, it's diameter I'm talking about. Um, so I think for the Denali truck, if I remember right, the, the piston size is 36 and I think the rod size is uh, 22 or 20 millimeters. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually different depending on front and rear axle. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of a, a traditional size that we use and, and that size can actually be used on anything all the way up from a truck down down to a passenger car so that's very interesting okay so so then um in the semi-active system and let's define it i guess um and sure. talk about what inputs you're receiving from the vehicle right and then how you are the suspension is reacting right yeah sure so um kind of high level from from a hardware perspective on the truck um specifically on on the denali truck there's three height sensors there's two on the front axle and there's one on the rear axle um in addition to that the other hardware that we use is an imu that is internal to the ecu or the control module um so what that does the control module is doing is it's basically detecting the attitude of the body and we know the distance from that control module to all four top mounts so if we know that we can basically detect and understand if the, if the vehicle is rolling, it's pitching, um, it's heaving. Um, and then once we understand what the body is doing, we can then control the damper to combat the motions that we don't like in, in the body. 
in combination with the IMU that's in internal to the ECU, the height sensors are also used to help understand what the damper velocity is. Um, the damper velocity is a pretty critical component to understanding the full system's capability because if we don't know how fast the damper is moving, there's no way we can understand how much um, current to send to the damper uh, to achieve the force we're looking for. And the last part of this is the, the rear axle height sensor, kind of a unique thing specifically to the Donnelly truck is that it's used directly to understand how much load is in the bed of the truck. And the customer doesn't actually potentially know this unless there's a marketing campaign for it, um, but the, the truck will actually detect if there is a threshold load that it, or a load that's in the bed of the truck that's above the threshold. And then it will automatically change into a loaded uh, CDC calibration, uh, which was tuned with additional load in the bed. And what this is doing is it's trying, it's not actively leveling the truck, but it's mitigating how much body motion the, the truck has when it's fully loaded or when there's a, um, a trailer connected. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. happening behind the scenes, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, the driver, you know, may not know this is happening. I mean, they're, they're driving the truck, obviously. Um, but do you also, so, okay, but do you also have inputs, you know, if the driver selects sport mode or towing, towing mode, does that affect yep. also? Yeah. So I think in the, in the Denali truck, there's, there's a normal mode in, in the um, sport mode. And also when you go into sport mode, uh, the dampers do firm up and, and they do provide you more uh, transient roll response as it relates to like steering inputs. Um, I believe it also increases the amount of damping front axle, rear axle to increase um, or, or reduce how much pitch is in the vehicle, both on acceleration and in braking um, driver inputs. Um, so yeah, I think this is also another question that you had from your previous question was, what other inputs are we are we reacting on? So to kind of touch base on that one, uh, we look at things like vehicle speed. Um, we look at things like brake pressure, steering angle, steering wheel rate, uh, lat excel, um, and uh, driver demanded torque. So those kind of things are kind of from high level, the, the big inputs that are driving factors into to what the dampers are gonna react on. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I think the uh, the theory uh, sounds similar uh, because you know wh when I'm looking at some of the other competitive trucks, right, like the Ford Raptor and the Ram TRX, those systems are also kind of receiving some inputs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, the valve and the shocks, uh, like you're saying, I mean, it's kind of reacting and then um, kind of uh, modifying the way the suspension feels. So what is you know uh, what are you guys doing with the CDC system that? you know, very kind of unique and uh, special? Um, I think the, the how fast we can react is, is certainly a, a part of that. I would say also the bandwidth that the damper can provide. So the delta, what I mean by bandwidth is the delta between the full soft character and the full firm character is, is very large. Um, and, and also from, from a heat and a durability perspective, I think the damper is, is very good in that character. Um, we have very few warranty returns on the parts. And, and actually, if you compare a passive damper on uh, a program, or if you have a program that has both a passive damper and a CDC damper, we tend to see that the CDC damper actually is easier on the, on the vehicle chassis. And from a dur durability perspective, uh, maybe the vehicle lasts longer in that regard. Hmm. So just the kind of the, the shaking or whatever the conditions are. Yeah. So if you basically, let's take, for instance, if you drive over a, a pothole or something like that, if, if you can make the damper absorb that energy and make that energy not go into the top mount and not into the body structure, 
Um, if you multiply that over the life of the vehicle, the amount of energy that the body is absorbing is substantially reduced. So we've seen some, some data that would suggest maybe we're better from a durability perspective in, in the life of the vehicle too. So, And this, this system's been around in the Sierra Denali what, for a couple of years already in the, in, in the customer's hands, right? Yeah, I believe the first one was either, it was either 2019 or 2020. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so it's been around and, and it's, I mean, Denali is one of GMC's Sierra's, you know, most popular trim. So, so that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about, you know, everybody says active suspension, active suspension. Sure, you know, yeah, I, this is a good, good topic. I, yeah, I define it always as it's acting in real time, right? That's the way I, I would say it, right? It's reacting in real time and adjusting. But there's an extra element, uh, which is why you said semi-active. Can you kind of uh, define that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So so in this world of suspension gurus, <laughs> uh, we have kind of two different uh, ballparks that we play in. Well, maybe three. Maybe the most general would be passive. Uh, the middle two of the three would be uh, semi-active and like the, the crown jewel would be fully active. Um, passive means that we just have one force velocity curve and we, we ride on that force velocity curve all the time. Semi-active adds two different force velocity curves uh, to, 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 the, to, the, um, to the game. And you can vary the amount of force anywhere in between the, the full soft and the full firm character at whatever the controller is capable of doing. But still passive and semi-active are still what we'll call a reactionary system. And they will only generate force when the damper is moving. All right, so the passive shock, I mean, it's a basically the basic suspension that you know is on a- no Yeah, you're running your middle car is gonna have. Yeah, so, so and, it's, and it's reacting to what's happening on the road, right? And it has one setting, right? It's Correct. built with one, um, job and that's what that's what it knows how to do, right? Yeah, and, it, uh, and it's compromised because it can't do everything well. Yeah, because it's so it's it's kind of like a it's compromised, right? Yeah, so it has to it has to do everything okay as opposed to doing one thing really really well, or as opposed to doing everything. Yeah, yeah, I think you get the point. All right, so now the CDC system is not; it's still reacting but it's, it's uh, semi-active because it can vary its reaction, right? Yes. But, yep. Okay. Yep, so because we basically have a playground between the full firm and the full soft character, we can vary the current and thus the amount of force that we get to achieve uh, the amount of damping that we're looking for in that given or very specific situation, um, which is different than the passive damper. So the CDC damper should be, you're still gonna have compromises, but you're going to have substantially fewer compromises than, than you would with a passive damper. And a passive damper, you're, you're not going to be able to drive the car like a Corvette on a racetrack and then also drive the car home and, and feel like you're driving in a, in a luxury vehicle. CCDC can, can do that to an extent. Yes, and then fully active um, is what? So, so fully active would mean that um, the suspension can actually create a force when it's stationary, meaning that it doesn't need the damper to be moving to generate the force. It can um, fill in, call, call it like torque fill to your engine guys mm -hmm. um, from a damper perspective. It, it can 
fill that force deficiency that you're requesting, but maybe the damper can't generate it because it's not moving. So what this means to the end customer is that like, if you see a pothole um, ahead of you, or if you see a speed bump ahead of you, if you are actively looking at what the road prof profile is in front of you, you can pick up your tire or you can push down your tire into the, the pothole. P picking up the tire would be when you're driving over a speed bump. Mm -hmm. And the is that if you're able to do that and you're able to sync that together with the road profile, that's in an ideal world, the, the vehicle should feel like a magic carpet. It should feel like there's, you don't feel anything in the road. Um, so that's where kind of suspension technology is going in the future. And for me personally, it gets me quite excited because I think it would be pretty awesome to be able to drive down the road and just be totally comfortable. I mean, you think about how this could be partnered with autonomous vehicles when you're not paying attention to the road and you're sitting playing on your phone or you're trying to play a game in the backseat of your autonomous vehicle. Any little road disturbance is going to be uh, annoying. <laughs> I know it, it sounds... Mm -hmm irrational right in today's world but i think as as the as vehicles evolve and, and how we use them evolves we're also going to have to evolve our control algorithms and, and our strategies on on and also what what's important in a vehicle too so so are there some high-end vehicles right now that with active the fully active systems on the road right now or is this a little bit more in the future um, I would say from, from purely a ZF perspective, we certainly do have a, a demo vehicle that is equipped with the fully active suspension. Um, if you're an OE and you're looking for some attraction or you want to see the, the product, we can certainly arrange to, to potentially do that. But I would say it's, it's at this stage, it's very much in the development. And, and there's certainly a lot of kinks that we are working through to try and uh, get it to be ready for the masses. Yeah, that's very interesting because I mean, obviously as a driver, you're paying attention to everything that the terrain is doing, right? But like yeah. an autonomous vehicle, you may not, or maybe you don't. So yeah, exactly, absolutely, that's very important. So you mentioned, I mean, you work for ZF or ZF, and uh, it's a global company, right? <laughs> ZF provides not just suspension systems, but steering systems, many other components. Um, so you work in concert with an OE. So like a GM manufacturer, how does that, how does that work? Do you, I mean, you start developing early in the process? Um, yeah, so maybe the first part of your question, yeah, certainly we aren't just limited to uh, dampers. Um, from a damper perspective alone, uh, ZF bought the historic company Saks and that, that's where the legacy comes from. Um, but certainly we also offer systems like semi-active, or excuse me, uh, fully active uh, roll bars um, this S motion vehicle, which is the fully active system. We also do steering gears front and rear. Um, some vehicles are starting to come out with, with rear steer that that's part of our product. Um, and then also the, the calibration services that go along with, with fully integrating these mechatronic devices in, into vehicles. Um, I guess another talking point would be, uh, forward facing cameras. Um, we also integrate that and, Specifically, as it relates to the dampers and CDC, I think that there's there's a really nice partnership between those two systems and being able to detect what the road profile is um, that's oncoming before it gets to the wheel and tire assembly, and it changing the amount of current that the that the damper has to maybe reduce the the load that the chassis um, absorbs or to potentially um, create a much more comfortable riding vehicle over that event. So. 
yeah, from from Zeta perspective, yeah, the portfolio is quite large, and uh, it's been pretty cool to try to integrate these different systems together in, into into new vehicles. So when uh, you know somebody like GM or GMC, uh, you know they come to you, they say, you know, you have the technology to do this, and so you get into the development cycle basically of that vehicle. Mm -hmm. How many? You know, is it like several years in advance? How does it work? Yeah, so unfortunately, maybe I don't have the best answer for you on this topic, but um, certainly I'll give you a stab. So, so my, my specific role is, is once the contracts have been written and, and the agreements have been made, um, I, I just have to go in and, and execute the, the calibration or the tuning work. Um, but, but certainly there, there's a lot of effort and, and foresight that goes in that's involved before I actually get into the vehicle. Um, and certainly those, those uh, people, their, their efforts are, are greatly appreciated because it makes my, my efforts uh, much more easy uh, later on down the road. But from, from a holistic uh, answer here, I would say it could be anywhere from four to five, maybe six years of, of pre-planning before you actually see the product on the road uh, that the customer would be able to go and purchase. So yeah, the, the, the amount of time and effort that goes into these uh, advanced mechatronic devices in, in the vehicles is, uh, it's, it's pretty involved. And like you were saying earlier, I think it's, it's, it's quite underappreciated or maybe misunderstood uh, of how much integration work is, is going into this. Um, and certainly that, that effort is on both sides. It's not just on the ZF side, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a harmonious effort on both GM and, and the ZF side. So are you one of those guys who drives uh, camouflaged vehicles? <laughs> I, I do drive them. It's not what my personal car is, is looking like, though. <laughs> but yeah, on, on occasion, uh, it depends on where the vehicle is in the development cycle. I, I would be one of the, the guys driving the camouflaged vehicles. So, I mean, you do a lot of work probably in the virtual environment, right? And also in real world, both. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting talking point. Um, specifically on some some more recent programs that we've we've really developed a relationship with GM, where it's again it's this uh, harmonious attitude with each other, where we're we're really trying to utilize some of their advanced uh, tools, and we also can integrate well with those. So, without giving away all of GM secrets. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> um, I would just say that, yeah, certainly there's been a lot of advanced development work on, on some of the new tools that they have, but uh, maybe we can leave that for, for a subsequent episode or you could speak directly to the GM guys about it. Right, absolutely. So, so I, I met some GM guys uh, what, a couple of months ago, I guess, maybe three, four months ago when I saw the new GMC Hummer um, SUV. So, sure. and then of course, um, I, at the same time, I also saw the truck that they're working on and they were telling me from the GMC side, um, first of all, that program was kind of compressed, right? That, you know, the prototypes that we were walking around and, you know, and showing on video were about two years in the making or so. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what they were telling me. And, um, and a lot of it, of course, was because a lot of it was virtual development. So they were able to kind of accelerate what they were doing. And they also said, oh, and by the way, we're using ZF CDC shocks. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting that they would say that. No, that's what they said. And then, um, so right now, the GMC Hummer is not out yet, right? It's not, it's coming later this year, according to them. You know, at the end of 2021, it'll be on sale. Um, according to GMC. Um, so they, I guess they, they 
they don't want us to share all the details yet about the Hummer, but but they did just mention that it's using the CDC technology. Yeah, potentially I won't confirm or, or deny um, this, this point on, on this day. Okay. Until it is officially published, I, I think I will divert back to, to my self-imposed rule that if it's not published, we, we won't talk about it. Right, no, uh, well, I published that. But that doesn't mean that we are or are not on the GMC number. Okay, well, I, it, it was in my video, so I guess according to that, um, it's published. Anyway, but um, I want to talk to you about um, specifically the image I have behind me. So if you're watching this on TFL Talk channel, you could kind of see some of the images here. Um, if you're just listening, thank you for listening. Um, but um, talk about off-road, right? So we talked about, you know, the system is able to react, um, make, you know, turning maneuvers on-road comfortable or also precise, right? Uh, there's high precision for the driver. What about off-road? You know, what are some of the challenges there? Yeah, so um, off-road does create a, quite a few unique challenges. Um, so, so first of all, if you have an off-road vehicle, it does make sense that the dampers would change. And specifically as it relates to CDC, um, we, do do, um, um, we do have off-road calibrations if the customer is, so desires it. Um, it's, it's my understanding that the 1500 Denali does not have an off-road mode, but certainly in the X-T5 and the X-T6, um, I did do some tuning work off-road. And the challenges that it specifically creates is if you're on like a two-track or you are on some off-road type of area, um, typically what you have is asymmetrical ride events that the body has to traverse over. And that directly uh, excites the, the anti-roll bars or the anti-roll bars are trying to create a, a motion that's comfortable. But what it ends up doing is it makes the ride motions very snappy and you end up getting this thing that we call head toss in the ride community. Mm -hmm. And the drivers or the occupants of the vehicle kind of get thrown around inside of the vehicle. And sometimes if the vent's large enough, you'll actually knock your head on the side of the, of the vehicle. I've done that. <laughs> sounds like you need cdc i think <laughs> okay <laughs> um but anyway so, so what what we try to do from from the damper side is detect the event in in a fast period of time but then also react on it and drive the the damper to full firm to slow down how fast that uh, the roll motion is um and by slowing down how fast the roll motion happens you can you can't really reduce the amount of roll, but you will reduce the, the, the subjective impression of it. And thus you will hopefully make the vehicle more comfortable. And, and you mentioned the anti-roll bar or the sway bar, right? Yeah. Can you talk more about it? Um, is it, um, so what I'm picturing is, you know, a piece of metal that connects both um, sides of the vehicle underneath, right? For yes, that's correct. Um, but you're talking about adjusting that too. Uh, can you talk more about that? Um, so I guess what I, as it relates maybe to the XT6 or relates to yeah. the, that bar is not um, tunable um, from the perspective of the end customer or to, it, it's not a mechatronic device. Now we do have uh, an anti-roll bar or a stabilizer bar that is mechatronic. And that means that we can change it with different inputs. But as it relates to XT6 and, and Denali, um, it's not currently that. 
Okay. The reason I bring up the anti-roll bar is as it relates to asymmetrical inputs, it's a big enabler to make the vehicle or it's a, it, it provides a large uh, degradation to the ride comfort. So unlike the, let's call it like the Jeep uh, Wrangler, which it has a disconnecting bar. And if you're off-roading, traditionally Jeep people will disconnect the bar purely to improve this head toss phenomenon um, because they're decoupling the amount of force that's being driven on both uh, the left and the right hand side of the vehicle. Um, so that's kind of the enabler. So on, on XT6 and XT5, um, and we can't do that. So what we do in, in, in turn is we, we detect how much roll and how much pitch there is, and we increase the amount of current to try and generate more force to combat that. Um, similar to what an anti-roll bar would be doing if you had it disconnected, right? We're ultimately trying to make the vehicle more comfortable. So, and of course the sway bar is there in the first place, um, prim primarily for fast speed cornering. Is that, is that true? I mean, I mean, it wants to correct, you know, that motion where you're kind of going around like an on-ramp or something. Yeah. I mean, like with most things in a vehicle, there's, there's many different use cases for all the different components. And certainly going around an on-ramp is, is, is a big one for, for the anti-roll bar. Um, also the, the, the stabilizer bar is, is used in things like, um, we call it fish hook testing. So like trying to flip the vehicle over the bar is a big enabler uh, for, for this to improve this character. Um, but that in combination with CDC, like we're, we're also looking at the steering angle. Um, and we, if we have large steering inputs or very fast steering inputs, we can stiffen up the dampers um, differently in compression than in rebound. So let's just take, for instance, we're doing a right-hand corner or a left-hand corner and the body rolls this direction. So that means this left side is in rebound and the side is in compression. So we can actually have different amounts of force being generated left and right. Likewise, we can also do that same thing on the rear axle. So we can really dial in, I think you were alluding to this previously, we can really dynamically change the transient roll response of the vehicle. So, but what we're not gonna be able to do is like if you drive on an on-ramp, it's going to reach some steady state roll angle. Now we can over damp the system to make it take a really long time to get to that roll angle, but we're not going to minimize that roll angle. Um, or eliminate it. Steady state situation. But as it relates to dynamically in going from here to here, we can slow that down and make it feel like it's rolling less. And then sometimes um, an ordinary driver would say, oh yeah, this is, this is, rolling less, but in reality, it's, it's just rolling slower. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I guess the perfect amount of control is that no matter what the train is doing, you'll be level, right? Kind of the sky hook, uh, like way of thinking where the, imagine if the vehicle is on a piece of string and you're just driving it over the terrain and it always remains level. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. but I see what you're saying, you know, with, with different driving situations, be it on-road or off-road, you just want to improve the comfort. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? Yep, yep. I think one of, one of the biggest rewards on my side is somebody that knows, excuse me, they know nothing about how the system works and they, they get in the vehicle and they say, oh, it's really comfortable. Well, to me, that, that makes me so happy because there's a lot of time and effort that goes into to calibrating these things. And 
I don't want somebody to know that something is going on in the background. The, the, the biggest reward is for someone just to say, yeah, it feels like it should be doing what it's doing, but it's just really comfortable. Um, because there is a way that you can calibrate stuff and you can make the system be really tied down and, and really have a, um, make it apprehensive to move. Um, but I think in this manner, um, it doesn't feel natural. And therefore, from, from my perspective, it's not as comfortable. So kind of what I'm alluding to is there's kind of two different schools of thought as it relates to tuning. There's one where you can have really smooth body control or body motions, and maybe it moves a little bit, but it's always moving slow and it's moving together and it doesn't feel digital. Um, you can have a different mentality where if it moves, you, you uh, have so much force that it just stops the movement, but the body is moving and the accelerations are very high. Um, some people choose to do this. Some always choose to do this. Um, it's, it's not what I like, but I think everybody has different personalities, but yeah, it's, it's a matter of, of what, what you want it to be like and, and, and how do you get it there? Yeah. And I think another um, kind of effect it has on me as a driver, sometimes, for example, driving the Sierra Denali is it feels like the vehicle kind of shrinks around you a little bit because it feels, it feels good in the standard, but you're driving like a, you know, a 5,500 pound, or 6,000 pound vehicle, yeah. but to uh, the driver, me as a driver, you're like, oh, I mean, this might as well be something smaller. You know, I'm just, you know, it just feel natural. Yeah, so, so an interesting kind of interesting, funny slash funny story on the 1500. I wasn't a part of the development team on this program, but uh, one of my colleagues was. Um, they actually, when they did the, the trailer mode on it, it was so good at mitigating the body motions that people were forgetting that there was a trailer behind the truck. Hmm. And it was potentially thought of as a safety concern as you're driving on the road and you're going to drive the vehicle faster than, than you should be because you forget the trailers back there. So to your point, um, yeah, if you're able to make the vehicle feel smaller and more nimble than, than, than you can, or than it really is, then, then that's advantageous. And I think to the end customer, it, it really results as a, as a sense of comfort. There's certainly a lot to talk about with CDC and how it functions. And uh, it's certainly very capable, uh, certainly a very capable system. And um, there's a lot of time that, that goes into it. So I, I would say from my side and, and the ZF team, we, we appreciate you putting it kind of front and center in the, in the automotive world. So thank you for yeah, that. I mean, uh, from my standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, you're buying a GMC or maybe a Chevy or something else. And a lot of times owners or just general public doesn't know some components may come from the OE themselves, but some may not, right? Some is, it's an integration of kind of best of breed, I would say. You know, sometimes the manufacturer takes components from different areas. Can be a transmission, right? Can be an engine. Um, ZF also does transmissions, by the way. Yep. Yep. I think we left that one out at the beginning. So, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the Ram 1500 truck, even 2500 truck, uh, it's um, they use a lot of, you know, they use eight speed ZF transmissions. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so yeah, definitely uh, a lot of different components. Uh, they try to put together this best package, right? The best vehicle you can, you can possibly make. You know, we kind of hinted at the Hummer. I guess we won't talk about any, anything more about the Hummer vehicle that comes later. Uh, we'll get probably more chances to either drive it, you know, within a few months. And also, hopefully you can come back and uh, talk to us again about what's what was done there.
Yeah, I mean, only if I worked on it, I should probably talk about it, though. Okay, but if you didn't, you wouldn't. I, I don't think there'd be a, really a reason for me to talk about it then. All right, all right, Josh. Well, thanks for uh, joining this episode. Uh, I think I learned a lot. Uh, I think it's important to know that, you know, because it's a very highly competitive space, right? You know, these, especially truck manufacturers and others, um, you know, they want to compete for the consumer, you know, attention and dollars. And it's really important to learn, you know, all aspects of it. Yeah, I agreed. I would say certainly every day we're, we're taking lessons that we learn in the development and sending that back to our um, center of, of competence engineers back in Germany or in North Northville and uh, always trying to continue to push the bar forward as we know our competitors are not city ground being stationary too. So uh, it, it's, it's a little bit fun in that regard. Sounds great. All right. Well, we'll probably catch you within a few months, I hope. And uh, as always, guys, these stories you'll find on tfltruck.com, also tfloffroad.com, and of course here on YouTube or anywhere your podcast is found. So thank you very much. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.